0: My name is Peter Davison. I played the fifth doctor and you're listening to the five ish fangirls.
1: The hedges t- as we continue all the way to episode 429 of the five ish fangirls podcast and warning, this podcast may contain information in a tuneful way. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five Fish Fangirls podcast. So glad to dress. Let's start off like a dork with a virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is what Nina This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. So, oh. unfortunately, Chrissy is dealing with homeowners related issues oh things i don't have to worry about because i do not own a home (laughs) uh you know then you miss out things like this entertaining uh show that i have going on with the kids waiting for their soccer ball to eventually float back to shore so they can retrieve it from the pond outside it's (laughs) almost there it's almost there see i told you if you just waited long enough it would float to float to shore, and you would be able to reach it. Oh, they're so close, Ooh. so close! Come on, come on, kids! You yeah, There we go! Yeah, it's, like, it's almost like watching an actual football game. Uh, <laughs> gotta do something. Inter doesn't play for a week. Uh, yes. So <laughs> speaking of which, yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Italian things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially Milan with us to join this week's really it's going to be a therapy session uh <laughs> returning to uh the uh the five ish family room uh how's that uh is DJ that was fun. Yes. <laughs> hey, Gold everyone. good Yes hey standard has a theater in the VIP lounge we're the five ish fam so we have a family room so, yes
2: that, that, cool that sounds very nice. couch
1: don't mind yep. the dog
0: hair <laughs> yeah I, I would try not to but yeah th- thank you so much for having you back on this particular episode uh i you know, mm-hmm. was really looking forward to actually getting to talk to somebody about this because yeah. unfortunately my circle of friends do not watch this show
1: so yeah. um, and it's all you oh. can only do so much in the chat you can only type yes. so much and post yeah. gifs and memes to get the point across this.
3: So. yeah you can't have like more of
0: a deeper conversation if you will yeah. so so yeah really really glad you guys invited me on thanks so much for the invitation and
1: uh yeah really happy to be here yay so uh first up a little bit of news um so um apparently disney slash marvel slash lucasfilm as uh is taking a, a page from the bbc when it comes to doctor who <laughs> uh because they have announced that uh, several of our disney plus series are going to be released on uh 4k uhd and blu-ray um about in, time in nice fancy steel boxes with Fancy fancy art and extras on the stuff and yes. I uh, mean there's
4: a there's a few things from Marvel that I aren't in that list yet, but I'm hoping down the line that they
1: will yes. add them. Yeah. <laughs> so for now, um we are getting uh Loki season one, September twenty-sixth, WandaVision on November twenty-eighth. Uh, the Mandalorian season one, December twelfth, and The Mandalorian season two on December twelfth, and all four of those will be available to pre order pre order beginning August twenty eighth. Internet servers,
4: oh. be prepared for mass clicks. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and looking at the art, for the the packaging for all four of them it's like, oh, oh, oh this is why mm-hmm. we still have physical media because yes. it's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, shiny. Like, <laughs> it looks so good.
4: I can't really like my living area right now. I don't have the room, but like I want them anyway. Like mm-hmm. I, I I will find somewhere to put them.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and they've given us a uh uh an idea of some of the bonus features that are going to be on Loki. Uh, because that's the first one to be released, including designing the TVA, the official TVA orientation video, a gag reel, which I'm sure was going to be lots of fun, deleted scene, um, another a couple deleted scenes, and assembled the making of Loki, which is on Disney Plus, but still. Um, but yeah, it's going to be um uh you know, it'll have uh subtitles in english, spanish and french on the 4K and then english, french and spanish on the blu-ray as well. um so and um and apparently marvel's already hinted that falcon and the winter soldier is coming eventually probably next year. That's probably when we could start expecting some of the others like falcon and the winter soldier hawkeye hawkeye she she hulk what is marvel yeah so um and um according to this website that i'm reading uh we have linked in the show notes uh they have a couple editors (laughs) updates um, and one of them is, uh, they said, I've confirmed with industry sources that all these new titles, Loki, WandaVision, Mando, season one, and season two, are all, as well as the recently announced Prey from 20th Century Studios, will be coming to international markets. Exact markets and details are to be announced, but there will be international SKUs around the world. So Yay! you're not being left out, Nick.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to, no, you know what, I would not be surprised <laughs> if, uh, We get this stuff like three years later compared to where you guys Uh. get it because that tends to be the case. I mean, I just even saw like the catalog on Disney Plus. We only got a couple of the Spider Man movies on Disney Plus like two days ago when I believe (laughs) in the States, they've been there for like months. So Mm -hmm. it, it would not surprise me because Europe is kind of always tends to be late in catching on. But I'm glad that, that uh, Disney has actually finally caught on. I guess maybe at first they didn't want to release all this stuff because they were worried they wouldn't get as many subscriptions to Disney+. Plus. And it's like, we're going to make it super exclusive to, where, exclusive to where if you want to watch this stuff, you have to have a subscription to Disney+. Plus. And maybe I guess now mm-hmm. they've, caved, they've caved in and realized that you can still make money by by selling it and because there are folks out there who are, you know, collectors. And mm-hmm. the complete completists when it comes to stuff because you know if you have all the MCU movies you probably also want the MCU TV shows right right by there on the shelf as well I guess yeah mm-hmm.
4: especially, especially when they look pretty yeah agreed. <laughs> well, agreed and especially if there's a little thing called internet issues and you can't have access to your Disney Plus subscription to stream. Yeah. Slight little problem.
0: And, and <laughs> can you imagine then when you get like the major huge box set once, you know, like in 2040 or 2050, which is technically yeah. when apparently the MCU will be over, the huge box set with everything in it, that would be insane.
4: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Insane, but oh so nice. Yes. Exactly. Like,
0: <laughs> like a chest just to have all that stuff in there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep it's like this this entire bookshelf is nothing but marvel <laughs> we have a um, not a
5: walk-in closet but a walk-in
1: marvel DVD. so
2: mm-hmm. i don't know what disney's guy. got
1: their vault i'm gonna have mine uh yes. um and then <laughs> um Unless you have BBC TV, unfortunately, <laughs> you're not gonna be able to watch this. But the proms, you remember the the proms? Uh huh. Yeah. Apparently, there's another there's uh proms this coming Monday, a week from today, the 28th of August. <laughs> so, it's proms nice. number 57. uh The theme Ooh. is fantasy myths and legends. Um Ooh. And, yes, uh, it's going to be an evening of orchestral fantasy and adventure featuring classic soundtracks from film, television, and gaming's greatest myths and legends. And it's going to include music from the Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, uh, His Dark Materials, My Neighbor Totoro. Nice. Yeah. The Duel of the Fates from Star Wars uh among others so but yeah it's going to be apparently broadcast on bbc tv so hopefully we find it somewhere um uh, for us non-bbc tv folks after the yeah. fact
4: <laughs> so. i think they did that before cause i think i remember watching
5: when they did doctor who back in 2013
1: i think yeah. i remember could be so i know i caught one of them once it was just the audio feed <laughs> so i don't know where i came across it but oh that might have been
5: it might have yeah. been like on the BBC radio
1: yeah cuz that's free for us yeah could be so but i i just yeah. i stumbled across that i was like oh problems i thought that had died <laughs> <laughs>
0: It never it will never die I don't, I don't think. I mean it's, it's it's great it's a great concept I think.
1: Well, yeah, I, I just thought maybe it'd gone, you know, the way of the dodo because of like the pandemic or something and they just were like, yeah, maybe we'll revive it eventually. So
0: and interestingly, Rachel, you mentioned uh, my neighbor Totoro. Uh, I don't know if it's the same over there in the states, but now over here in theaters they're re-releasing all the Studio Ghibli films again.
1: Yeah, the... they they do, uh, not necessarily all of them, but usually the major theater chains will do like uh, over the summer they will do a Ghibli Fest and do a handful of them. So, and I know Chrissy and Jared try to go to at least one of those um, every summer. So.
0: Ooh. Yep. Yeah, because there was a whole commercial today because I was, funny enough, I was at the theater today watching, not Marvel, but DC, watching Blue Beetle at the theaters today and mm-hmm. that was one of the things that they were promoting was this slew of movies from the studio. Amongst yep. them, My Neighbor Totoro, which I know did very well for them.
1: Yes, <laughs> it did. did. Uh, so that is really it for news. We do have some housekeeping we do have a new episode of Gold Standard out in the fees for you all with uh, episode 83 with the King's Speech. Oh, the fun discussion because it's like, hey! It's like half of the 12 actors that live in the UK are in this movie, so.
4: I'm going to admit I own that movie, but I've never watched I
1: mean I want to
4: this and I don't
1: I don't know why. Yeah. It, it, it's it's pretty wild watching it now with all these faces and I'm like wait who huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like wait a minute. Bellatrix Lestrange is married to a version of Mr. Darcy. Um The king is Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs>
4: brain having a hard time making this work
1: the the archbishop of canterbury is depending on what your fandom is is considering what we're talking about tonight he's either the metatron or professor yana slash the master <laughs> it's like hold on all these british people so and winston uh, they,
0: churchill is peter pettigrew
1: exactly yeah. exactly so it's like this is really wild so <laughs> Funnily enough, I, I don't think I mentioned this when we recording, they actually adjusted the shooting schedule for the King's Speech around the filming of Harry Potter.
0: Ah, uh, Makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> so
1: that uh, Michael Gambon, not so much, because obviously he does not have a lot of screen time in this film or the last two Harry Potter films, uh, but obviously uh, Hell on a Bottom Carter is a bit more prominent in this movie uh, so, yeah, they adjusted the shooting schedule for her Harry Potter <laughs> shooting schedule. So
0: That, that she... was for for the Half-Blood Prince, right?
1: Uh, no, at this point... I, well, With I don't Deathly know Hallows. what they would have been... Yeah, so they would have been doing Deathly Hallows, so... Yeah. Right, so, yeah,
2: yeah it
0: makes
1: sense. Yep. Yeah, she had to make sure she got uh, blown to bits by uh, Molly Weasley, and then go and... Uh, help the king get over his stutter so (laughs) um and then over on our youtube channel i have put up all the stuff i got at gen con so if you know if you listen to our gen con recap that's great but this time you you know you watch this and you can actually see the stuff (laughs) so not just in pictures. Um so that is up on our channel for anyone to watch. All right. Next up, feedback. It's feedback from shalane Um spoiler alert for some secret invasion stuff, although at this point if you get spoiled i'm sorry uh so i don't have much to say about secret evasion but it was fun that samuel jackson's dick fury has been around the mcu for 15 years like yeah he's been around since the beginning uh uh i said i thought they would show post credit for the marvels but they didn't yeah it's too if the marvel if the finale of secret evasion and the marvels were closer together I could see them maybe doing some sort of post credit, but we're still several months away from the Marvels in theaters. So it's like, what's the point? Because people might forget between now and then. So yeah,
0: because that the the Marvels only comes out what like in November. And yeah, like, yeah, you're right in the middle of the summer, folks. Yeah, folks have have a short memory, I think. And like, oh,
1: yeah, I see. Yeah, yep um so speaking of halloween and haunted mansion i saw the new haunted mansion and it turned out better than i thought it would be it's funny that 20 years ago they had the eddie murphy haunted mansion and 20 years later we get a remake i don't necessarily a remake it's a different story but it's the same property that they're using ip so um there were there were tons of easter eggs. it was like the ride at the parks and i do love me some haunted mansion so Uh, Another fun fact I realized 20 years ago, both Haunted Mansion and Pirates were released for the 80th anniversary of Disney. Uh, And a remake of Haunted Mansion for the 100 years of density. Also, the first Pirates did a re-release in movies for the 100th. Yeah, they've been re-releasing some stuff in the theaters, including the first Pirates, which... It's having an anniversary this year, so maybe it may be on the it may be on the the, the uh, calendar for an upcoming episode. <laughs> uh Now going back to haunted mansion. My friend is obsessed with haunted mansion. She has tons of uh in her collection of haunted of the haunted mansion. And her husband did one of the stretch portrait characters. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna play plan a dress up as one of the other portrait characters with my bestie when we make it to Mickey's not so scary Halloween celebration. Now I'm s- still being patient for you girls to talk about movies based on the Disney attractions. See my previous hints about pirates. <laughs> uh I read that Disney's gonna do movies based on Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain. I don't know why they would do something based on Space Mountain, they have Star Wars.
0: But, yeah, it seems know. a little bit counterintuitive.
1: Considering at one point they reskinned the Space Mountain at Disneyland for Star Wars. <laughs> so it's like, it's just Star Wars. As much as I love Space Mountain, and the one at Disneyland is way better than the one in Florida, um, the seating is way more comfortable. Uh, <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain? i mean it's been a while since disney's done anything western related i guess so could be interesting maybe so we'll see (laughs) who knows what disney disney uh can be very hit and miss when they do stuff based on their attractions i'm looking at you country bear jamboree movie (laughs) nightmare fuel uh she finishes i was kind of sad that agent hill got killed but she's been in the mcu for a long time yes she has all right uh and then feedback from aaron His subject line says nobody calls me nick <laughs> well nobody calls nick fury nick we call dj nick nick uh <laughs> now i'll
0: feel all kinds of awkward
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> nick. nobody calls me nick with a c and a k how about that uh, that'll do. That's hello, my favorite shows Full disclosure I'm writing this as I watched the finale before you shared your thoughts. Why? Because I'm so irritated with the show and the Marvel shows as a whole that I need to vent, maybe even wine while sipping some wine. <laughs> Overall, I feel like the shows just keep getting more and more tedious as they progress. And the main reason why I'm getting so irritated is that these shows are becoming so essential to understanding the movies. It's easy to revisit movies, but it's going to feel so taxing to have to sift through the shows to remind myself of details in the future. My primary example for complaint is this is the Miss Marvel series. Don't be wrong, I think that's one of the strongest series, but for anyone walking into the Marvels, the movie relies on people having watched and fully remembered the TV show, blah, but onto this show. Secret Evasion feels like the middle chapter of a story we never got introduced to. Instead of there being build-up, we're dropped into a non-existent conspiracy that becomes a conspiracy because Marvel made it up and forced it upon us. If we're supposed to be in the multiverse saga, why are imposters being shoehorned in? Why not wrap up the multiverse with Phase 5 and devote the entirety of Phase 6 to Secret Invasion? That's not to say there isn't anything good here, because I would love to see a movie devoted to Olivia Colman's character, hell yeah, uh mm-hmm. just being the ruthless anti-hero that she is side note she might be a good fit for the punisher i think what if season two should show them on a date swapping torture stories and falling in love? <laughs> oh my oh back to my negativity i also hated that this was this was the ending except that i remembered that in a few years we'll get avengers secret wars Again, Kang or Scrolls. Marvel, please pick a lane. I feel like Marvel has been losing its footing since Endgame and their material is getting very hit or miss. The hits are high, but the lows are low. I just wish they'd focus less on TV side stories and focus more on the main movies. Like Bilbo, Marvel is starting to feel stretched, like butter scraped over too much bread. Hopefully I'll be more positive next time, but until then, take care, Erin. I very will agree, valid points there. I
0: will agree with Aaron. I will say, Aaron, you can always go completely insane like I did and uh, decide to rewatch everything in timeline order just for the heck of it. You know, I mean, you can do that. Uh, it's It will take you a while, but it's always very enlightening, I think. But uh, I do tend to agree with Aaron as well. You're know, having you know, recently rewatched Secret Invasion. It is a little bit middle of the road. and It's kind of like, why are you here with everything else that we're doing? And it opens up so many things. That we have to deal with on top of what we already have to deal with as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know.
1: well, it, it's like I mean, they may end up doing like what Aaron said in picking a lane, you know. But I mean,
0: they might have to see what happened with Jonathan Majors.
1: Exactly. It's like well, it's mm-hmm. like you got the whole thing with Jonathan Majors, so it's like you know, we're, but you know, because of Kings powers in theory we could ju- in the universe we could justify changing the actor. Right. And not even acknowledge it, because it's supposed to be like that's something that Kang does is he can change the way he looks if he wants to. Um although every Kang we've seen has Jonathan Major's face, but still um mm-hmm. it's it's not out of the realm for there to be a variant of Kang or whatever that's got a different face. Right. Um but yeah <laughs> It's like, but we're so it's like, yeah, they could set King aside until they figure out the whole Jonathan Majors thing and then stick with the secret evasion scrolls. Because, like we said, you know, we don't know. We know there's still a lot of scrolls out there. Not everyone went and joined up with Gravic. There are probably plenty of scrolls of the million that came to Earth that are just living their lives, passing as humans. and. Don't really give a crap, you know. They're just happy to have some place to live, and you know, do whatever, uh you know. Have a job, raise kids, I'll, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, have a garden. A double... I don't know, uh. Yeah. But we it also don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we also don't know how many scrolls, other scrolls, went through the super scroll process that mm-hmm. may have gotten away before gravik decimated the population yeah. that we did see so there could be other powered scrolls out there and we also don't know if anybody else has been replaced true so it's like there's there's so many th- and and that's the thing with the idea of the scrolls and being able to change faces i think we could easily go down that route yeah. a lot sooner yeah, because what? of yeah, yep. it just play up the you know the, the 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 face changing thing. um You know, you can you can do all sorts of you can do all sorts of stuff with that until we figure out the whole Jonathan majors. Are we keeping him? Or are we not? But at the right. same time, at right now as we're recording this, the strikes are still on, so it really mm-hmm. is a moot point at this at this right. junction. So because there's nothing being done yeah so
4: or i was thinking too which scroll survived they had the major axe to grind and wants to make everybody's life a living you know what mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but also i guess it does play to what marvel has done in the past and since doing stuff and then tucking it away for later i mean mm-hmm. we still we still have the white vision thing to address and that has not been addressed in a while we still mm-hmm. have tons of other stuff that has we've seen it's like that has not been resolved yet. So it could just be yet another thing that Marvel has just tucking it away for later. And then, you know, two, three movies down the line, it comes up again. And that's, I guess, maybe was to Aaron's point is like, oh, I'd completely forgotten about this. And now we're talking about this. And the TV show was like five years ago.
1: Yeah. That is true. So, yeah. I mean, at, at this point, Yeah,
2: you know, I yeah, you know, I
1: don't wanna sound like a an apologist, but you know, post end game it does seem like you know, Disney slash Marvel is creating things with the idea that the the people that are the people that are consuming stuff at this point are probably in for the long haul. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh you know we're we're gonna watch everything and consume everything but not everybody is a diehard either so but you know, yeah yeah i don't know a
5: lot of a lot of normies have checked out so like well we got the saga and i don't have i don't really have time for all of it <laughs>
0: But and then again, so, it follows the comic book formula. Same thing with comic books is that you that can't just. That is true,
5: but the you, the movies yeah. the movies were more accessible for normies because comic books are so complicated and you have multiverses and you have reboots and 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 a regular person is like I don't know where to even jump in. So the movies created a good jumping-off point, mm-hmm. and then. And, and then, so people are like, hey, yeah, you know, this Iron Man, this Tony Stark, he's awesome. I get it. And you know, Steve Rogers, and 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 all the and, and everybody else. But then, you, but then they go, so like, you have people who maybe they didn't watch the, the Disney Plus shows, so they didn't watch WandaVision. Then they go see Doctor Strange two, expecting Doctor Strange two, and it's like, where the hell did Scarlet Witch come from? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, yeah, I'm done.
0: But that, I think that, that's that is, why. I think that's why it's like the comic it's like the comic books in the sense that eventually they will have to reboot it. It's a, it's inevitable. Probably.
5: It, yeah, because it, it, it's 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 be- it's bending under its own weight. Cause they've just done so much and it all has to be interconnected. And I mean I, I really feel like this interconnected universe has kind of it, it was it was good for a while, but then you have, then you just keep adding and adding and adding and pretty much, it, pretty soon it's going to just collapse because there's just too much there and a lot of people are like, I can't keep track of it all and that's just I mean, I mean, diehard comic book fans, they can keep track of stuff and God bless them for it but the movie going public, the one that shelled out billions and billions and billions of dollars and made Disney crap tons of money Mm-hmm they're not going to stick with it. I'm, it's just, it's, it's, that's just the reality of it. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a downer here, but that's, that's what's going to happen. And that's what is happening,
0: I think. I mean, technically but, from what I've read, granted now with the strikes and stuff, as Rachel was mentioning, we don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen, but apparently according to Kevin Feige, they're going to be carrying on with the MCU the way it is till around about 2050. And then there might be a reboot. No.
5: <laughs> Well, I wish him luck in getting that far. <laughs> because, <laughs> there, there, there are some external forces going on right now, especially if you pay attention to Disney Company that are like mm. By the way, I'm Chrissy. I, I had to jump in late because I had a bit of yeah. an emergency. <laughs> but I'm here now. Chrissy's here. I, I came in I came in on that on that note. So uh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hi. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Um also, I was gonna ask. Was I know I know we're past news, but did we talk about uh, Charles Martinet retiring at all?
1: No, I did not.
5: Oh, because uh, that news hit today. I didn't know if you'd seen it. That uh, the voice of Mario in the video games, Charles Martinet, who we met at FanX last year, uh, he well, they know they didn't say the word retiring. He's going to be more of a Mario ambassador, but he's whatever that means. But he's not going to be the voice of Mario in the games anymore. Now, yeah. he's been doing it for more than 30 years,
1: so... His vocal cords you know, will probably deserve a rest.
5: They probably <laughs> do. He's not getting any younger, but you can tell... Uh, and, it did, and Nintendo did say they are going to release um, a, a video later that will explain more of what's going on and what this means. So he will still be involved as, as I guess, kind of help promoting the games and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so he is stepping down... And it's a little sad, but at the same time, I can totally understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are freaking out, like, oh, no, you know, like, is Chris Pratt going to do it? I'm like, no, he's going to do it for the movies, but not for the video games. Like, are you people mental? <laughs> 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 Sorry! <laughs> it's like, but I guess with the, the, some of the um, promotional stuff, and I had noticed this. I had to go back and look for the new game, the Super Mario, it's called Wonder, they all said, like, "Oh, it doesn't sound like him." And I'm like, he didn't even say anything in that trailer. How do you know? <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, we'll see, but I just wanted to I just wanted to give a nod to that because it it did break this morning, uh, as I understand it. And dude's a legend. He's been the voice of Mario in the video games for all like pretty a much a long time. Others, ever since Mario was a voice a voiced character in video yeah. games so so he's he's kind of been an any voice Luigi and Wario and I can't remember what else he's he's just he's done a lot of voices for for Nintendo and apparently he hmm. was a voice in Skyrim which is not a Nintendo property obviously but someone mentioned that I'm like really so he's he's done some good voice work hmm. so I say cheers to him and enjoy your retirement, my friend.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
5: That was
1: all I wanted to make sure. Anyway, back there. to what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> we were just uh, finishing up Ziff back, So that's it. That. So we can move on to this week's Main topic and usually at this point I would insert the spoiler sound, which I may still, but I think at this point (laughs) that that alarm (laughs) the sound that I use not only is alarm spoilers ahead, but alarm our ship is sinking. That too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the
4: cloister bells are ringing
1: exactly (laughs) exactly so this is your 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 warning that this is this is this is going to be a a probably a uh lively discussion is probably the best way to put it so because we have thoughts to quote myself Ooh, yes. from gold standard we have thoughts um and as nick said he's been dying to actually like talk to someone so have i uh yes. so because the chat can only do so much uh so yeah good omen season two it happened mm-hmm. and we're all dead uh, yeah. Neil Gaiman is no longer on my Christmas list, uh, Christmas card list, and um, I hate him and love him all at the same time. Uh, we, we thought the, the discussion session
4: for Endgame was bad enough. Oh my! God. Or Infinity War was bad enough. We have this now. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. So obviously, Good Omens. We we talked about the 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 first season, the adaptation um you know from the, the the acclaimed novel from Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett one of my absolute favorite books of all time my my poor copy is just absolutely battered and then I also own like every other piece of Good Omens related uh <laughs> book paraphernalia up to this point so i still need to get on in that uh that kickstarter for the uh the uh official uh graphic novel uh before that <laughs> before that ends um so um but yeah i you yeah, know we we were so you know, excited with with good omen season one and it was such a good adaptation um you know and neil did his very best to give us exact you know what he thought the fans would want while still being true to his and and terry's vision um for these characters and you know we got we got what we got and we were like oh lovely you know and also at the same time you know people like myself who apparently completely clueless to the the amazingness that is michael sheen uh i was like oh i'm so glad you're in my life now uh i bring him up on gold standard a lot anytime i can uh so um uh and of course, you know the the friendship between David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Although they were they've been friends for a long time, it's just the the whole good omens thing and social media brought that forward for the rest of us to to bask in the bromance. They are the uh, you know next generation down from uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart as far as yes. bromances go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I mentioned
4: that in the chat. They're the other side of the coin. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so uh so when they gave us the nice surprise that we were getting a second one we were like hey fantastic and neil and neil was like yeah we're gonna pull some stuff from the sequel book that we just never got around to making because you know terry died uh, um and all that stuff and we're like great and he's like hey look we're bringing a lot of the cast back too like look john ham coming back like great you know, we're gonna rest some familiar faces, but they're playing different parts. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were all like, great. And then occasionally, you know, like, somebody would snap a picture because they'd be filming outside somewhere, which was really fun when watching it. Because it's like, hey, I remember when we got <laughs> images of them filming the scene. <laughs> it's
4: like, we're not going to tell you about the heart that's up ahead. You're just going to have to wait for that.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah and we were we, you know we were really excited and then it dropped you know essentially the night before it was the the date that mm-hmm. it was supposed to drop on on amazon prime and i immediately started watching and was up way too late because i could not stop i just sat there and watched all six episodes in one fell swoop Ooh. I, which, need yeah, <laughs> exactly. I need answers. Yeah, which was a blessing and a curse. Because then it's like, I have this knowledge of what's going to happen that other people that are not watching it yet do not have. And now I need to talk to people about it. But and I, I have, have to no wait. One, I have no one to talk to. It's also <laughs> the middle of the night. Uh, because it dropped at like 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So <laughs> is six episodes. You do the math. Mm-hmm. it was a late night yep <laughs> but then poor chauncey had to be the one to listen to me go <laughs> you know i'm like joe pesci in home alone cursing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> neil gaiman in the day he was born um in the nicest way possible um because that just goes to show just how good of a writer he is mm-hmm. so that he was just able to 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 take something where you know unlike with the first season where we generally knew what was going to happen if you'd read the book um this we had no clue we we really had no idea what the plot was going to be and where they you know what was going to happen and you know where it may end and we're still recovering like mm-hmm. uh, you know i was i was on i was online you know in in uh in twitter and um ao 3 <laughs> the the ending season two ending fix it fan fiction started populating very quickly online <laughs> oh yeah and that's a surprise <laughs> and twitter was the you uh, know, they specifically had a hashtag going, you know, good opens spoilers or good opens two spoilers or whatever. Of course, I'd seen it, so I didn't care, uh, at that point, but I was like, we're not okay, no. the fandom is not okay at this point. <laughs> like, we are all gonna do some therapy. Um, and at the same time, I'm sure Neil's Tumblr inbox was probably blowing up. Oh, Uh, yeah. (laughs) uh, I don't know where he was at that point, time zone-wise. He may have been awake watching it. Just Part of me thinks he was watching it with an evil grin on his face, and then part of him was like probably talking to the screen going, it'll be okay if we get a season three. (sighs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So that's where we're at now, is uh, I think according to Amazon, Good Omens 2, one of the most watch comedy series i guess whatever category it's in on amazon so it's the the ratings if you want to call it that have been very very good which is very a very good sign for us potentially getting a season three um but we also need to uh continue to let amazon know that there is demand once (laughs) Yeah, once stuff can start going back into production is is the thing like obviously you know like the script has to be written and neil knows what he wants to happen and Mm -hmm. he's got a rough outline and notes but he refuses he's he's not going to work on the script for season three or anything else while the the writer's strike is is going so um which is totally understandable um but Trust it, me, I, i've been continuing to look through amazon i've been doing searches
4: good omens season two blu-ray good omens season two dvd yeah when i check the streaming i'm just like okay is there a purchase option available for it's the it will oh,
1: eventually totally. i can't remember how long it was in between i can't remember but
4: it's like okay because i have what?
1: it on blu-ray season yeah, one I
4: do, so i have season one on blu-ray i was just like okay, this is another way for me to tell you I'm interested in another season. Let me please Mm -hmm. purchase.
1: I I can't tell you.
4: I can't tell you the (laughs) soundtrack that, yes, I saw that. Is going to be available
1: for streaming and digital download on the 25th of August. You can buy the CD. You can buy the CD come the 13th of October and eventually it's going to be available on vinyl date nice. to be determined so yeah Woo-hoo. so yeah While we're uh, well we're patiently or impatiently waiting for the physical media of the actual show mm-hmm. you will be able to get your hands on the soundtrack yeah shortly. Yeah.
4: cue the spanky and our gang guy sitting outside the window drumming things.
1: yeah yeah,
4: <laughs> that be me
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm waiting like, like I'm waiting and we just which we're all just gonna have like Carly Simon on repeat Anticipation! <laughs> uh-huh. so oh my goodness where do we want to start with <laughs> this I don't even know yeah Brilliant. i mean the the, the plot will... was the plot was Good. interesting the idea mm-hmm. that gabriel has left heaven for some reason that we find out later um and has no memory of who he is and the only thing that he knows is um he needs to get to a bookshop yeah <laughs> Um clothes up, clothing optional. <laughs> clothing optional. Yes, I've seen way more of John Ham than I probably ever want to in my life. Uh, but it's that's like okay they're
4: not the doctor going to that church and the Yes. <laughs> the, the whatever trans matter, whatever that's supposed to cover up the clothes or whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah. That doesn't happen here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh so you know of course Azriel being Azriel uh immediately is like oh goodness um and then you know Crowley's like no we shouldn't get involved you know because <laughs> Crowley is like paranoid of both uh-huh. sides which is totally understandable uh-huh. um, so um they've been perfectly content living on their side for several years at at this point um and you know just are doing their thing um although since crowley has been uh disowned by hell he is no longer the representative of hell in the united kingdom and that's where uh Shack comes in <laughs> uh-huh. so uh with uh good old uh Miranda Richardson uh returning uh but not as Madam Tracy mm-hmm. shacks instead,
4: and how sweet was the zero fell to the record shop owner, oh my goodness. yes yes, <laughs> so we and we've got
1: um uh Nina. Uh, Sasanya back uh, who was uh, one of the nuns <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now she is uh, playing Nina uh, a coffee shop owner um, and then we have Maggie Service who was also a nun um, and uh, now she is playing Maggie the owner of a record shop that is I guess technically attached to the building that houses the Phil's bookshop and i guess he's the landlord that's what i'm so, assuming that's a, yeah because she has to pay him rent, rent. Yeah. yeah yeah but he doesn't care if she bothers to pay no. <laughs> so, uh what does he need money for he doesn't you know i guess i i guess it gives him a little pocket change instead of actually having to sell a book mm-hmm. uh, so which i really think it's uh, i you know uh i can't speak for the uk and maybe in the good omens universe this is not the case but when maggie is all like you know i'm not really selling a whole lot because uh records don't seem to be that popular and i'm like they are over here Mm -hmm. like records have gotten a a second life oh yeah at least here in the u.s i mean i i literally got a it, i mean it's not a it's i mean it has a record player built into it but this is a piece of furniture uh-huh like the kind of is a record the player <laughs> a vintage record player and radio from the 1960s that's like a decent sized piece of furniture you know it's got storage and all this stuff i got that from my in-laws for my birthday this year and you know we had some records because we were buying the metallica box sets when they were releasing those uh because they come with all sorts of goodies um and then we have just kind of slowly have been building up a a, uh you know a very eclectic library of records of Uh, various various types and we actually do like listening to them so it's mm -hmm. like yeah, no, records are really popular here. So I don't know what what Maggie is like doing the, the, wrong, the, or if it's just the market
0: there in Soho, which it's no, it's the, it's the American market, that's the thing. Because okay. um, the United States, they actually did a whole sort of um, there was a documentary about that actually over here a couple of weeks ago, that explained that the United States is the biggest buyer of vinyls in the world. And right oh, behind wow. them there's like there's like Japan and and Germany. The Rest of the world, it's still very much a niche market. It's
5: all those yeah. hipsters, yeah. <laughs> that Port- is Portland. Tr- Portland, Portland made it cool, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, and that's and that's the thing though, is it's like you know, if if records are you know, if all if all the hipsters are, are buying records, then again, Soho isn't that supposed to be like a hipster neighborhood? It kind of is. In
5: so yeah. it's like, I would but think I that guess, would
1: be perfect, but
5: yeah. I guess
0: it's just it's just the vinyl market. I mean, because like I said, yeah, over here in I Italy, you're the same. Nobody buys vinyls over here either.
1: Yeah. They are missing out. Unless They're you're, youth.
0: you know, over 60.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a, 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 a traditional uh, a DJ, you
0: know,
1: yeah, doing exactly, a, Exactly.
0: Doing a uh, show. Do- exactly. Unless you're still using the classic turntables, then
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, these grandmaster kind of flash away. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these days that's
0: all gone away, it's all digital which is very sad, but uh yeah. but yeah, you you will still get your classic DJ who will use uh will use vinyls and ter- classic turntables for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, get the rest of the rest of the world needs to uh catch up cuz there's just there's something about the sound from vinyl mm-hmm. that You can't get from anything else Uh, there's just some music that just it just sounds better oh yeah on vinyl it's it's a much
0: warmer production compared to CD Mm -hmm. or even MP3 it's just warmer in general because the sound is not compressed as much as it is as compared to CDs or even digital where there's so much compression of Mm -hmm. the audio track that it becomes much colder sounding whereas in vinyl you wouldn't have that audio compression
1: yeah yeah um so so yeah so we've got the, the returning faces um and uh but we also have some new faces um so we've got um you've got um uh uh don't want to butcher her name i'm so sorry uh Queelin Sepulda, <laughs> uh plays muriel uh who's uh <laughs> uh, uh a uh, uh you know uh, uh an angel low on the totem pole uh <laughs> so uh who's never been to earth before and uh does 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 their best to uh to blend in, um, <laughs> best possible. Uh, just like I am a I am a human pony cell from Syria. Like like I don't don't know what to do with tea. So I was like, I'm just gonna look at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very adorable, very adorable yeah. character. Doesn't get a whole lot to do. I I, I imagine that that Muriel's maybe gonna play a bigger role in season three. So I you know what? going forward i'm just going to refer to it as season three as a given i'm not gonna, I'm gonna right. like, if we get one when we get a season three yeah, because uh, he said i think universe Miela said whatever
4: format he can get season yes. three to be it's coming
1: to come yeah. so yeah.
4: yeah we're going to get a yeah. season
1: three in some form or fashion <laughs> so yes so yeah not I'm if going. when <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna treat that as uh as 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 a given. Um so um then we get we get more of Derek Jacobi, Sir Derek jacoby yep.
2: mm-hmm.
1: as mm-hmm. as the Metatron who is also on our shit list at the moment. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
4: oh and i messaged rachel (laughs) i was like man the parallels between the angels in this one and the angels in supernatural
1: Mm -hmm. um and we also get our uh return of our of our three nazis (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: from the nineteenth the from the from the blitz. <laughs> so yes. nice to see Marcus again. Yes. So uh,
0: you had to do zombie Nazis, of course. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, the best Nazi is a dead Nazi. Yeah. And if the Nazi can be undead, that's bad. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. Oh so yeah. <laughs> yep. Um so Indiana Jones.
4: Don't worry, we got this covered.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just like to think that while that is going on, that Jack and Rose and the Doctor are just completely oblivious. Uh, uh, while the blitz is going on, that they're uh-huh. they're zombie Nazis. I mean, they're already having to deal with kind of zombies anyway, right? Uh, with the, the nanobots or <laughs> nanobots or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> So we'll just get up, pretend there's a nice set formation there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, the whole thing is just kind of a, a you know kind of a mystery. Trying to figure out why Gabriel is on Earth, doesn't remember who he is. How do we get his memory back without him remembering that the last time that he saw who he assumed was a Zirafel? although we know that was actually Crowley wearing Aziraphale's face, he told him to shut his mouth and die already. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, um, and they really don't want heaven or hell showing up on their doorstep going, we would like Gabriel, please, which that ends up happening anyway. Um, So, and then also the process, we get a lot, we get a lot more Aziraphale and Crowley backstory throughout, especially the biblical Uh, times so we get the story of Job Job yeah Uh, uh, (laughs) spectacularly by Peter Davison (laughs) (laughs) which it took me a second because I'd heard or saw the rumor that supposedly Peter Davison was going to make an appearance but I didn't know the the context so when he started talking I was like that voice sounds familiar like I know that?" that voice it yes. Can't be wait a minute, it is. Yes, <laughs> it was a nice little, it was a nice little Davison uh tenant family reunion because Job's oldest child played by Kai Tenet, yeah, uh, <laughs> <so. laughs> who is um making quite the name for uh um, him so. him, mm-hmm. himself, is not well. Is so Ty the one so? that's non binary? I'm i know one sure. of their kids has come out as non-binary i hate to misgender yeah. them but i can't off the top of I'm my 100% head sure, remember. Yeah. um so um either way uh david Tennant gets to yell at his his kid and turn him into a, a lizard um yeah. something he probably wanted to do at some point during ty's childhood when through a temper tantrum or something uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe georgia did maybe georgia was off to the side going yeah finally uh, <laughs> uh yeah so that was a, a a fun little family reunion um because kind of the thing is like the theme because obviously the theme for the first one is armageddon is coming and these 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 two <laughs> these two people who should not be you know should not be friends but are uh think that the apocalypse is a very bad idea and it should be stopped um Mm -hmm. the kind of the theme for for this season is um like the the label that is put on you and and they kind of allude to this a little bit in the the ending of, of season one when they're at the ritz and you know uh you know Aziraphale is all like you know deep down Crowley there's a little bit of good in you and Crowley's like well Xerophil, you're a little bit of a bastard uh you know Mm -hmm. and this kind of takes that and turns it up you know Mm -hmm. and it's like you know the the idea of nature and labels and you know a, a theme that runs through the entire thing is you know good versus evil and you know Just because someone who supposedly is on the good side tells you to do something, should you, just because they're supposed to be the good side, versus the side that is seemingly the bad guys, and therefore, you know, when they do something, it has to be bad. I mean, we saw that when Aziraphale and Crowley meet, after Crowley's become a demon, you know, that... Aziraphale Aziraphale has it and he's got these very rigid rules in his head and has had them there since the day that he popped into existence and um, that he's so, even after everything they went to in the first season, he is still, and this is a discussion that we started to get into in the chat, but this is not, it was not something that really could be done in chat the idea of indoctrination, whether it's religious or whatever, when you're part of a community that has a very rigid set of ways of doing things, you know, it could be the military, it could be, you know, a religion, it could be whatever. Um, And that's all like you've really ever known and then suddenly someone approaches you with hey have you ever thought of maybe i don't know thinking for yourself and making your own decisions <laughs> and that's a really tough thing for fell to wrap his head around and it ends it's you know by the time we get to the end of this season Well, it doesn't come around to bite him in the ass. No. It comes around to smack us all in the face. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, the whole thing with with the the story of Job, because Job is supposed to be this really devout follower of God, and uh, God and Satan come to an agreement that Satan will be allowed to test Job and see just how strong his faith is. And first that means destroying like all of his like property, you know, so like his land, all of his goats and sheep and stuff. Um, and then there's then they're gonna kill his family, like all of his kids. Um, which we know Crowley does he hates the idea of killing kids. You know, doesn't matter. We saw that with, with the the flood, you know, with Noah in the Ark. He's like, Oh, you can't, you know, you can't kill kids. Um so he and Azzeeroel you know come up with this plan to turn the kids into lizards and because Gabriel is kind of stupid and does not understand Earth and the way humans actually work, <laughs> um, they're able to trick him into. The kids, you know, kids reappearing, but pretends that they're other kids, and Aziraphale ends up lying, and he, he's sure that that's going to cause him to fall from heaven, and he's having like an existential crisis, and it turns out that that's not the case. God's not going to kick him out uh, of of heaven just for lying to <laughs> to Gabriel, um, probably because Gabriel deserves it. Uh, <laughs> um, that
3: know. You get that
0: whole concept, like you were mentioning, Rachel, of labels and stuff. I think one could almost also say that the relationship that we then find out we get between Gabriel and Beelzebub is very Mm -hmm. much a mirror of Aziraphale and Crowley's relationship, if you will, in the sense that both of them had certain stations and certain roles to play within Hell and Heaven, where Mm -hmm. when they actually, you know had felt something for each other even though they were on the the opposite opposite teams if you will and then mm-hmm. they end up coming together and i think that might also be the reason that spurs maybe a zero fell action to declare himself if you will to Crowley mhm possibly
1: possibly yeah um and then we get the whole uh story in the, the early 1800s which again yeah we saw some of those those set pictures that people took from a distance um which i thought they were going like a whole frankenstein <laughs> for some reason i thought we were doing like a whole like either dr frankenstein or like a mr jekyll Do- you know dr dr jekyll mr hyde type thing with the stealing of the dead bodies i was i don't know why i thought it was gonna be something like that it was like no the guy is like doing actual science that's actually Mm -hmm. how it
0: happened way back when people did rob graves were paid to rob graves yeah Mm -hmm.
5: yeah but you know yeah they're called resurrectionists i'm actually reading Mm -hmm. a book uh well actually a whole series where one of the main characters families are resurrectionists and mm-hmm. they are not nice people and she's trying to get away from them
1: mm-hmm. and that's that's exactly what they're referencing in that in that episode mm-hmm. is the resurrectionists and, but you know fell like oh you know stealing bodies that's that's bad and and then it turns out that the guy is like an aspiring doctor or like viral you know whatever label you'd want to put on nowadays like virologist or whatever um and um is is using the study of these bodies to to figure out ways to like cure illnesses and stop diseases and stuff so it's like it's like you need the bodies to be relatively freshly dead uh Mm -hmm. so before decomposition sets in so that you can get an accurate yeah kind of paraphrase the princess bride mostly dead (laughs) Yes. yes, you need them mostly dead so you can get an accurate autopsy. Mm-hmm. Um
4: it's it,
5: it
1: it's a controversial topic mm-hmm. just in in general. And it yeah. still kind of is, because you'll hear people yeah. that all, you know, you hear sometimes people that you know when people ask you know ask like what are you gonna, you know, what do you want done when you die? Like, do you want to be buried? Mm-hmm. You know, some people have family plots, do you want to be cremated? right things and then you know donate your body to science i want to donate my body to science which there are some legitimate ways you could do that unfortunately there are some nefarious people out there that uh claim to be like the the middle man between your dead body and the the science community but uh but yeah but some people are all like you know why would you want to do that. And they're like, I'm going to be dead. I'm not using it anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I will say that that whole, the whole body, the you know, grave robber thing, it, I mean, it tended to be mostly criminals who had been, oh, yeah, ha- who had been hanged. Yeah. And that's why you'd have not, only, you know, such a big audience when there was a hanging, because within the audience, there were grave robbers waiting. Right for that body to then be carted off so then they could they could rob it from the grave the next day because often these criminals did not have family and so they would, their bodies would not have been missed if you will yeah
5: yeah and it's it's still kind of a it's still kind of a you know it, it's a fascinating subject just from a historical standpoint just because it's like well you know are you desecrating a grave are you you know is this what the person would have wanted but at the same time all the medical Knowledge that came from that, so it's a very, it's a very interesting kind of debate, and I honestly, I don't know where I come down on it. Just like, were were they doing a good thing, or was this bad, or I, I don't, know. I, I really don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but
1: it's, it's
5: fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, which is very morbid. <laughs> yeah. I admit. No, I mean, I, I, I totally i i totally i totally get it because it's like back then you're talking the early 1800s you know 1827 is when this this episode is set set right and um you couldn't say you know once i'm dead give me to like this doctor so that he can you know open me up and ruffle you know look out look on the inside and see what he might discover people uh, because i mean back then even with even with like dick was saying even with criminals you know they may get thrown into like a pauper's grave but they still get buried which is you know still a sign of respect for the dead Mm -hmm. and this whole idea of you know not disturbing you know because people just they didn't i mean we still don't know now what happens after you die but you know if you, you figure a couple hundred years ago their ideas with their they were way, you know, way more, more religious leaning way more puritanic uh so it's like when somebody was dead you bury them and you leave them alone and that's the end of it. So you couldn't be like, hey, I want to donate also, my body to, like, to science. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and
5: you, you also, you know, a, a priest or somebody would, would come and, you know, say a few words and, and, you know, give them, it wouldn't, maybe it wouldn't have been like a grand funeral or something mm-hmm. with, with tons of family around, but it's still like, it was still a life and it was still,
3: mm-hmm.
5: you know, maybe they, you know, they, they came to a, a bad end, but at the same time, it's like, you
1: know, let
5: God judge is mm-hmm. basically what
1: the what what the idea was. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. So you know, it, I I mean, as far as grave robbing goes, you know, I would say you know if they're like, you know, the 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 gal in this this episode where she's you know she's doing it to because she needs the money, but at the same time she's helping out this this doctor scientist who is helping make medical advancements then i was like yeah you know I, that's at the end of the day that's mm-hmm. probably a, a good thing you know if he's doing something that's going to help advance society yeah. uh but i know also sometimes you know graves will get robbed because they would think you know people would have like like gold teeth and stuff so oh, <laughs> oh there is there is that
0: too yeah also one, one get the three, pennies one. on their eyes you oh, know mm-hmm. <laughs> sure I mean, yeah. but I think also once I was take into consideration how hard uh, medical practitioners had it back in the day to mm-hmm. where everything you did came under scrutiny. I mean, not even just to perform an autopsy to see mm-hmm. how somebody died that was considered sacrilege. You mm-hmm. had to do it very secretively unless mm-hmm. you had like, say, permission. If it was like somebody super important or whatever, it was like, you can do this, but don't let anybody know that you did yeah. this. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of crimes went unsolved because medical practitioners and even paramedics and whatever you did not have the opportunity to perform autopsies to find out how people died because opening up a body was considered one of the, a huge no-no at the time, mm-hmm. and hence why also medicine took a while to mm-hmm. advance because these these people these chaps did not have the chance to advance their knowledge of the human body and how it worked.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's uh yeah, you that know, when I realized that, you know, this was when I saw the costumes, I was like, Oh yay and then watching where it was unfolding <laughs> how off awesome I was. I'm like, No, okay, this is better. Uh <laughs> I That's like I like this where we're going, even if I was wrong. It. Yeah. So and we get some we get some hilarious acting by David Tennant who you know obviously Crowley really can't die so he swallows a bunch of poison um which just gets him drunk uh <laughs> more than anything um we also get a absolutely I died when uh Crowley and, and Azir fell with whether they're going with this this young lady to 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 drop off this this dead body um and the guy just assumes that they're both you know um you know professionals as well so he refers to both of them as doctor and to have someone look <laughs> at david tennant and call him doctor i know <laughs> yeah right
0: a, a lot of doctor who references were dropped There's... in this series oh, oh, yes. many so many who references
4: let's see a fez for sure yeah then there was the doctor who
0: fan and there was that what was it um yeah the guy in the
1: the guy in the music shop he was playing the doctor who theme when they walked in and then Zirafel taught you know tempts him with a copy of the doctor who annual that never actually got printed right yeah yeah
0: there were some great easter eggs between doctor who and i was so glad there was so many Discworld easter eggs as well when I saw that copy of the Color of Magic that they showed (laughs) I was like oh my god what? do it now they did a horrible movie of the Color of Magic which was awful and now you can really do the Color of Magic and do Discworld proper since we're advertising it if you will and Mm -hmm. hopefully the success of these shows will prompt folks like Gaiman or others to bring out His, his friend Terry's stuff. I mean, uh, they did the watch, which was awful. And I remember Rihanna Pratchett, his daughter was just horrified when she watched it. She's like, this is not what my father had created, but she loved this uh, this second season, uh, series of of uh, Good Omens.
1: hmm Yeah. Or when Gabriel is rearranging all the books by the first letter of the first word in the <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't imagine pulled, doing that. What
1: are the Yeah, but one of the books he pulls off the shelf, he does it so quickly, you don't get to see the cover, but he he opens it up to the first page. And the first line is, it was a nice day. All the days have been nice. There have been rather more than seven of them so far. And it's like, that's the opening to Glamis.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did, wasn't there also a uh, tale of two cities as well? Did you do it? Was the best of times? It was the worst of times. I think. Yeah,
1: I'm sure you probably yeah. mentioned that as well. But it was like if you know the book, you would have read that. It was like it. It was a nice day, and I'm like, oh my god, the book is in universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yep. And of course, Terry's hat and scarf are hanging on the, yes. the hat rack in in the bookshop. Um, does anyone know if Neil had a cameo?
0: Nope, I don't think he did
1: okay so it was it wasn't one of those blink and miss him like i did with the first series where i I don't think even now watching Mm -hmm. it multiple times i have to look for him in the movie theater uh (laughs) or i'll miss him um so okay so i was afraid maybe that neil would have another blink and miss him uh cameo um so that's good um so yeah um and then we go, we go back to 1941 london during the blitz uh with our our nazi zombies yeah and we and we get to we get to see the stage performance by the amazing mr fell mm-hmm. master of prestidigitation. mm-hmm <laughs> Now I know why Crowley was so pissed off when Aziraphale was like, "I could do magic at Warlock's birthday party." Mm-hmm. Crowley's like, "You can do actual magic." <laughs> Aziraphale's like, "It's not as fun." Yeah. Now we not know this again. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the 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 bullet catching trick though so many people have died attempting that
3: so Mm -hmm. that is
1: that that is that is not a magic trick that is that is a stunt Uh uh-huh essentially that can go really really badly Uh Uh, so do not recommend stick with 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 um uh you know pulling rabbits out of a hat uh <laughs> very high skill check
4: to do the catching
1: bullet <laughs> yeah
4: yes indeed Yep.
0: yeah
1: and uh, yeah
0: so i i forgot to also add there is also a sherlock easter egg in there as well and they tend to do that a lot because with mark gattis who was it who was uh kind of <gasps> mm-hmm. that's right. with dartmoor yep. mm-hmm so I oh. love the fact that that they they did they do like to re- to reference the the TV show Sherlock, which is a brilliant TV show, by you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And at one and at one point, somebody says the words "jiggery pokery." Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I would almost say, okay. I would almost think um, while well, we're getting the the flashbacks to the, the you know eighteen twenty seven, at the same time, Aziraphale has taken the Bentley. um to to scotland um and uh apparently the bentley is willing to play other music besides queen um when she's not being driven at 500 miles an hour um and also uh is willing to change colors yes (laughs) which depending on how you look at things depending on where you fall some people theorize that Aziraphale picked yellow because it reminds him of Crowley's eyes, which is kind of sweet. I, I can see that. What? Uh-huh. I also think maybe it's a nod to Bessie. Yes. Yes. I, I would say I it I might be agree. more
0: Bessie. Might be another Doctor Who reference, possibly. Yeah. yeah. And also, did you notice that the crank is the same one that, that uh, Crowley uses to create the universe for the Bentley crank? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: He got to the point where cars were being invented, and he's like, Ha! <laughs> it's like, what can, what kind of vehicle can I attach to this? Ha <laughs> ha, Bentley. Uh, so, yeah. Oh my God, that opening with, with when Crowley's still an angel and he's inventing his little nebula. Yeah. His um, Arafel, he grabs his Arafel Aziraphale as his going from one job to another, and he's like, Oh, hold this for me. And creates a little nebula, and he's like, Let there be light. <laughs> <laughs> uh It's like Angel Crowley, you could just kind of tell he just, he he was so carefree mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, it's still, there's one of those things that Neil Gaiman, uh, hopefully in season three, we get a confirmation if Crowley's is his demon name and if he had a different name when he was an angel because. Before I guess according,
2: yeah,
1: because yeah, I guess according to to lore or whatever, uh, the angel Raphael is the one that created the stars, and all the stuff in the cosmos, all the nebulae and constellations and and stuff like that. So, so the fandom, as far as they're concerned, Crowley was Raphael he was an angel. So, yeah, but. That's not been confirmed properly in universe yet. I hope that's something that that gets confirmed in in season three. Um, so, um, and then you got Crow, you yeah, know, Crowley, doing the 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 wing thing, protecting his air from the meteors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All he's done, he's like, ah, please I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. It's like the minute those two met, it was just like, you know something 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 special uh, that's a yep. that's a meat cute of all meat cutes yep um so um and it's just
4: like you're looking at it like okay i like this ship please don't fire any cannonballs into the ship and whatever. Mm-hmm. well and then we get Ooh. and then
1: you know when we go back to the the london blitz we get the uh <clears throat> the uh the bombing of the, the the chapel that we got in in season one but then it mm-hmm. picks up where that ends with um you know zero crowley leaving and we see the 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 nazis <laughs> you know get uh, uh turned into zombies um but you know we're all like you know when Aziraphale is like oh the books I forgot the books because you know this entire church is just fall into rubble around them and Crowley immediately appears with the bag with the books in him and he's like oh look I saved him here you go it's like Michael Sheen he does his face he can portray and convey so much yes and so subtly and we I bring this I, I bring this back up when we talk about the the finale um, but you know all of us that are on that ship you can all kind of I think we're all kind of in agreement in, in, in general that like the moment that Crowley saves those books and hands them to Aziraphale you could just see on Aziraphale's face that it's like oh shit I love this person. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is not just my friend. I am in love with this demon and I am screwed.
4: Uh, yep. Because like, I do not know okay. what to do with
1: this information. What just
4: happened? And <laughs> yes. I don't know how or if yeah. I want to fix
1: this. <laughs> yeah. It's like Crowley, I think, reached that conclusion a lot sooner. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but well, it was a like, little definitely... on the
4: uptake than the other. Yeah.
1: <laughs> definitely by the Blitz. You could just kind of tell that the the penny drops with the fell or he's like, "Oh shit, I am in love uh-huh. with this uh-huh. person. What do I do now? Go to the mm-hmm. theater and have my, have him shoot a bullet at me, and I'll try to catch it with my teeth. uh That's what he does." <laughs> he's such a sucker for the theater uh, and
0: with no powers mind you
1: yes yeah it's like the apparently uh hell has uh punch cards that will allow you to temporarily stop the ability to do miracles <laughs> So
0: talk about a power um, dampener
1: i know mm-hmm. it's like I, I imagine that it probably takes a lot of demonic power to make that happen so it's not something they can just like you know pop out and use all willy no. dilly um but yeah that is that is pretty wild that they yeah that they do the whole thing without without their ability <laughs> any miracles uh so but they do stop the, the zombies um oh. and they they outsmart uh <laughs> fur uh it's a weird name for uh, a demon, Furfur. Um. Uh. Thankfully, while he's not necessarily that good at other magic tricks, apparently he can do sleight of hand when the need arises. <laughs> so. Um. So okay, I will admit this was lost on me that Aziraphel turning the um the uh the soho uh business association meeting into a ball was um straight out of like you know
0: pride and prejudice that's what it like was like
1: pride and prejudice or you know take your take your pick that's <laughs> completely completely lost on me that that's what yeah that he was that he was uh uh, yeah, doing there. Cause Cause we, I I yeah.
0: I love the, the fact that we learned that Azuraf was a big Jane Austen fan, and uh while Crowley's a big Richard the
1: novelist, he's yeah. a fan of Jane Austen as a novelist, novelist Crowley's yeah. a fan of her for as everything a, else she did. As a
0: criminal, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> also, I, I and the the fact that Crowley is a fan of Richard Richard Curtis movies, and that's the guy <laughs> who directed stuff like Four Weddings and a Funeral and Notting Hill and love actually so. It plays into that theme of this series is kind of a rom-com, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm. I guess it's no surprise that we have the Pride and Prejudice stuff and we have the whole wanting to stage it like a British rom-com.
1: Yeah, see, I'm not a huge fan of Austen, so some of that stuff is is lost on me. Um, no offense to the Jane Austen fans you're, out there, but
5: <laughs> you're, you're missing out. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: It's, I not, it's sense, not just... I've seen it's Sense not, and Sensibility. Sense uh, and Sensibility.
0: I actually prefer Sense and Sensibility to Pride and Prejudice myself.
5: I I do too, but I love all the Austen awesome stuff. And it's not just romance, love stories, although that is a big part of it. It's, you know, you know, social uh, commentary, I guess. Oh, so not really. I'm just kind of, you know... there's some comedy behind it too and some of the some of the stuff that goes off but then then again our society is so different than what her society was and and even if even you know modern um historical romances don't really capture it because they're kind of going on a very pale imitation Mm -hmm. um but yeah you read you know jane austen it's it's still although i I came to, I, I recently listened to the audiobooks of all of Jane Austen's and I actually came to like, really like Mansfield Park, which I was not expecting to do. And that, up, that was to... the,
0: that was the schoolhouse I was in way back in oh, high school. Really? I was in Austin oh, yeah. house.
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause unlike, you know, the cool names like Slytherin and, and, all, and, and all that <laughs> stuff, we had Austin, Darwin and a couple of others.
5: You, you were they were named after named after notable people, which I guess,
0: notable notable British people, yes, because it was a British school. So there you go. well,
5: I guess you know, Hogwarts houses are named after notable British wizards. So you know, yeah.
0: and so yeah, i was but, I was in Austin, even though at the time I'd never read the Jane Austen book at the time. but yeah, that, that's the memory uh, I had of Jane Austen at the time it's one of I those, would be it's, for. Austin.
3: she's
5: she's one of those those classic literature. You know those those authors that you should read, you know, in college or whatever, that are that's actually enjoyable.
0: Yeah, you um, know what? You appre- I, at least I appreciated it in later life. As a teenage yeah. boy, I was like, no, this well, is not for okay. me.
5: You 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 have you have an excuse, and and a lot of like if you, the movies that are made from Jane Austen novels, they're kind of they're kind of chick flick, or they're 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 marketed as such.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
5: you know, it's still and I, and I, I and I do enjoy a good love story, a good romance, especially historical romance is kind of my 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 jam, as it were. But it's it's there's still just I don't know. There's something about the dialogue and the setting and the the snark. There's so much sarcasm un- underneath everything that she writes, even though you kind of have to know what she's saying to to understand that. Because you know, obviously, different time and place that she's writing from, but it it gets it gets so funny. There are so many funny moments. Oh, I agree. Just yeah.
0: Are. <laughs> the The Sentence uh, The sense movie they did way back when. I enjoyed that one. The one was nominated oh, yeah. for best picture. That was a good one. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, the the one with um, Kate Alan, Blit- Rickman. And, you know, Rickman Alan Rickman. Correct, Alan
0: Rickman. That was the one. Yeah. The whole reason I watched <laughs> Emma that
5: Emma Thompson. One. Yes. Oh gosh, I yeah emma thompson is just she's 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 wonderful i I like kate winslet in that well enough that uh uh, emma thompson kind of just steals the show
2: Mm.
0: but she was like she was like born to play austin movies emma thompson she should have been born during during austin's time she literally seems like she's from that era yeah
5: Uh, she's great in that movie she's that's why that's why eleanor is one of my favorite austin characters
1: See, anyway. that's why, you know, it's like the, the whole ball thing kind of lost me, but the other stuff I the I, I caught, thankfully, like mm-hmm. the for you know the the miracle of everybody's outfit changing the minute they walk through the door, the fact that um uh, Mrs. Sandwich can't talk about the fact that she's a, a madam. Uh ah. yeah, everything gets censored, so instead she had when she tries to She's this- a
0: seamstress, yeah. She's a
1: seamstress. That is and a then, very
0: Pratchett thing. In Terry yes. Pratchett's in Discworld, women <laughs> who, should we say, are of negotiable affection are known <laughs> as seamstresses in in this on Discworld.
1: Yeah. Well, I just love that she's like, she gets so frustrated because she's like, I because she can't say what it is she actually does. So the, the person she's talking to is like, can you describe it? She, she talks about a gentleman coming to get his sock mended. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so that was a that was a nice <laughs> nod to Prachi. I like that.
1: <laughs> it's <quite> funny.
2: <laughs> it was like we're well, to keep this as uh, you
1: know <laughs> family what friendly I, as it can, what can be. I
5: say in polite
1: company. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like we're 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 in mixed company, you know, men and women together. Um <laughs> so but that was that was quite fun. And Aziraphale going around the neighborhood to, to convince all the 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 all the business owners to convince them that they need to show up and finding different ways. <laughs> I love that he like,
0: practices his French, even though the lady speaks perfect English.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. someone I think it was on Twitter. Someone mentioned the fact that of all the languages that Aziraphale would. Want to actually learn and not just like miracle so he suddenly knows it is a love language, one of the romance languages. Yeah, good, good point. yes uh, so I and it was actually quite impressed because I think Michael Sheen actually can speak French um, <laughs> properly uh, at least to a point I don't know how fluent he is um, but I was actually because I've been teaching myself French slowly and uh, you know because he didn't there's no captions when he was speaking in french but i actually understood a good chunk of what he was saying so mm. yay michael sheen for your um your pronunciation so that i could understand <laughs> what you were saying <laughs> so, well then you've been doing, the well,
0: doing your homework there rachel yes
1: <laughs> it's like yeah the lessons are working slowly but surely it's sinking in. so um but yeah he's uh, finding different ways to (laughs) kind of blackmail although some people are more willing to show up than others so um but to turn it into it turn it into a ball one because that's more fun uh but two because there's this whole other subplot of them try of of Aziraphale Crowley trying to work on getting Nina and Maggie together. Because <laughs> apparently Maggie is just like head over heels for Nina, The Nina's in a re- is in a relationship when the the series starts uh, but then gets dumped partway through um, which is actually the best thing for her because that was obviously not a healthy relationship uh, whatsoever. She, she should have gotten out of that relationship way sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, so um but uh but yeah the, the fact that they're trying to to get these two together and they keep trying to do all the cliche rom-com type stuff like getting caught in the rain and having to take shelter under an awning to get
0: an <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
1: awning bus open so they both get sucked <laughs>
0: so... and i love that then they put nina and maggie call out azurafel and um crowley on down their bs after it saying you're doing this, but we kind of don't want to do this right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it, and if it, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like think of other issues, like the fact that that uh, shacks and uh has decided to <laughs> what she thinks is going to be legions of hell from hell. Um, but apparently hell can't spare legions. Uh, <laughs> they don't have the man. See, nobody wants to work. <laughs> Workforces work are under, under staff everywhere, apparently even in hell. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> file that under good help is so hard to find
4: these days. Yup, yup, exactly.
1: So, um, I love I, uh, Shaxx is all like, I want legions. And they're like, yeah, we can spare like 50. Uh, <laughs> it's like, fine. Take what I can get. Um. So, um, that was rather funny. And then they, the she shows up with her legions and attacks the bookshop. So to try to get Gabriel. Which uh, I'm surprised that that <laughs>
4: Zero Falls bookshop hasn't Nick, you'll get the pun hasn't been declared holy ground no battles should take place there. <laughs> or if anything I love it. bad things happen. <laughs> I I agree.
0: I also did like the call back to the first season where apparently fire extinguishers are the weapon of choice when it mm-hmm. comes to fighting demons.
1: Yes, and and Neil made sure to mention when somebody asked on his Tumblr all the candles used to set the atmosphere for the ball were electric.
5: Wow. Oh, wow. Nice.
0: Being not echo a friendly. Copper
1: candle to be found in the
5: bookshop.
0: Oh <laughs> so, being echo friendly there. That's nice. Yes, but
5: that's probably a good thing for the books and just general safety anyway. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't
4: want one little knock and
1: Nope, we've seen that happen. We won't need that happening again.
5: <laughs> yeah, let's let's just let's just not let's just avoid that. Yeah,
2: good idea. Uh,
1: so, um, so then in the the final episode, Crowley runs off to heaven, <laughs> in disguise, uh, to try to figure out what the heaven I guess is going on. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, Maggie and Nina. Uh, learn about celestial beings and, and hell and the fact that they're real. Um, and um, they end up well. They it, it don't necessarily end up winning. They come to a stalemate <laughs> mm-hmm. when the Metatron shows up. and everyone's kind of forced to um take a pause uh with with everything, and we learn exactly what happened to Gabriel um, which is uh that uh, he uh, for since the not apocalypse or po- apocanope depending on what what terminology you want to use uh um after the uh the <laughs> Apocalypse that did not happen. Uh, Beelzebub and Gabriel started meeting on the DL to try to figure out what the hell they're supposed to do next. Uh, because both sides were expecting a giant war. That did not happen. So um, they start meeting at a pub in uh, Scotland. The same one that, that, that goes ends up going to. Um, and it just throughout the course of time of them meeting up, they end up falling for each other. Which, at that point, I'm like, Neil Gaiman, you have been reading fan fiction. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Because Gabriel yeah. and Beelzebub is the other major ship in the fandom in the fa- in the fan fiction corner yeah so <laughs> it's like
4: which fanfic have you been reading and which authors do we need to take a look at
1: <laughs> yeah and it's like did you and also did you find these fan fictions on your own or did michael sheen send them to you because we know michael <laughs> she, reads them mm-hmm. michael's it, a huge they, fan of of good omens fan fiction so and did you put those fan fiction
5: authors in witness protection for their own yeah. safety Yes, because <laughs> I can see that turning
1: They probably all had to sign NDAs if any of their stuff got used.
5: Probably. So. <laughs>
1: there
5: better
1: but be a just... check in the mail too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, so. but I was just all like, like really, Bill's above and and Gabriel. This is okay. Which when AO three? What's your what's your what's your fanfiction? database of choice here neil uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i wonder how many
0: people ended up listening to everyday after having watched season 2 by buddy holly yeah.
1: yeah so so uh somewhere paul mccartney's uh bank account just got a few a few pounds <gasps> healthier cuz he owns the buddy holly uh catalog yes yeah that's correct so yeah, he does <laughs> So they yeah, would have had curious- to go to they would have had to go to Paul McCartney to get permission to use that song. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious to see uh, the number of listens on that song when it comes to, like Spotify and Pandora and those kind of things. After yeah, time.
5: really, I'm oh, surprised. How many- how many- another
4: Buddy Holly song they didn't use that was it the lyrics while well, I'll write. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, well, i trying like, to keep a relationship hidden and it's like, we'll just like, we'll just go for it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Meanwhile, the, the fandom, again, losing their mind because the first time we see Crowley, he's on his way to Azir Phil's bookshop and good old fashioned lover boy. Is yeah. playing mm-hmm. in the Bentley, so I was like, "Yeah, nothing yeah. like telegraphic. on the nose." There on <laughs> a the, nose. the nose,
0: just a
3: little yeah. bit. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a little weird to not have every song be Queen. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, because be, you know, like because the, the Bentley was was more than happy to play like Glenn Miller for a while he's driving. <laughs> So or whatever, you know, big band, big band music. So and give him sweets to, to nibble on while he's driving as well. <laughs> so,
0: so. Is that I have to actually ask, is that a thing in the States too? Where you have no. like tra- travel candy?
1: Well, I mean, when I go on road trips, I do like to take snacks. Mm-hmm. I can't say I have a designated spot in the dashboard for them cuz that's yeah. a
0: that's a very english thing in the sense that um it, when i saw that that was something that would happen whenever i would visit my uh, my relatives in england like when i went on drives with my grandma there mm-hmm. would literally be a compartment where you would put candy or before the trip we would purchase candy and put it in the thing cuz like it's a it's that, like this tradition of having like su- sweets to munch on while you're traveling it's a very british thing
5: it is it it is a rule of trip That if you do not go into a gas station when you are uh-huh. with gas, and you and you come out and you do not and you do not come out looking like a ten year old was given a hundred dollars yes. and was just told to go nuts, that you are not on the proper road
1: trip. <laughs> I am just. saying I mean, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason that that <laughs> gas stations. I'm doing very big air quotes. Gas stations like Bucky's now exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> You have so, to get your so. drinks and you have to get your munchies. <laughs>
4: and, and this every was, yeah, this every
5: was seat movie. in the car has a cup holder. Even my kids' yep. car seats have cup holders now where they can put their goodies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, yes, it is not just an English thing, Nick.
0: Oh, okay, no, good to know. Yeah, because this was obviously way <laughs> back when. This was like in the early 90s. Right. right. When I was visiting my grandma. So yeah, that
1: was yep. so that's why I'm saying it's very ingrained. I have a designated spot though. So yeah, usually yeah, we bring I like mean... a if it depending on whether it needs to stay cold or not, we can either bring like a cooler. I mean or you even get this in the bag.
0: In, you even get this in books as well, like in summer Pratchett stuff once again. Like the one of the characters gets kidnapped and he's dry and he's on a uh, on a dragon. And literally, the guy who's driving the dragon says, "Would you like something to suck?" And literally offers him these these sweets from a bag while they're <laughs> taking him to wherever it is.
4: Yeah. Here, we might have to blindfold you, but we'll give you a hard candy for your troubles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much.
3: that's
0: right. That's it. That's how it works.
5: <laughs> although, although the rule is, especially in the summertime, no chocolate because it melts everywhere. But usually, we get gummies yeah. of mm-hmm. some yeah. kind. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you know, pea rings, gummy worms
1: twizzlers get mm-hmm. yes. yes twizzlers mm-hmm. and of course you twizzlers know, not red vines red vines are the devil now <laughs> now nah, nah,
5: see now see i'm gonna have to disagree because red vines are mwah.
1: no i got my father-in-law <laughs> eat if he if you are what you eat he would be a red vine but they are so gross. So basically, he's oh, kind of them. like
4: Jughead. If you would take a blood sample instead of hamburger juice, so it'd be red vine juice. Uh
5: huh. <laughs> red red vines remind me of going to the drive-in theater that was across the street from my grandparents, because they always we always got red vines, and we'd sit Mm-mm. in the car and watch watch a movie and the popcorn and oh, for for our last for, for our our recent trip to the lake, I got a big thing of red vines, and I'm like.
1: Everybody, have red vines. I like Twizzlers, Uh, too. They're too waxy. Red vines are too waxy for me. See, and I would say Twizzlers
5: are more waxy than red vines, but to each their own.
1: Yep. That just means I can buy Twizzlers and I don't have to share them with anybody because everybody else eats red vines. Well, there you go. (laughs) There There you go. You can keep your own stash for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Usually we, we have to have something... Sweet, but also something salty because you kind of balance it out. So you got you to have yeah, some yeah. sort of like potato chip or something. To I agree.
0: It out. You have to have kind yeah. of some yeah. savory and sweet. Agree.
5: Yeah. 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 Yes. So always,
1: note to oh, self yeah. when we go on a road trip, buy red vines and Twizzlers. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> both both, both yeah. are acceptable. I will just have more red vines than Rachel.
1: Yeah. Now what
4: flavor was... of Twizzlers? Strawberry or cherry? Strawberry. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> yep. Strawberry. Now, and like... the traditional yeah. it, the, you know the long ones in the packet, not those little nibs. Those don't have right. the same texture
2: mm-hmm.
1: as 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 the twisties. So, just mm-hmm. good traditional strawberry Twizzlers in the packet. Please oh. and thank you.
5: Well, I know what I'm getting on the vending machine at work tomorrow. <laughs> we're 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 here debating the merits of different kinds of licorice and
4: and, and they life. have to be the nice fresh Twizzlers. I I I I'm guilty. I will squeeze the Twizzler package first before I decide if I buy. If it's not enough. <laughs> yes, for them, I'm not buying them. Mm-hmm. Dried, dried out
5: Twizzlers can also be hazardous to your health because I swear yes. those things shatter yes Into, oh like, yeah and, yeah you gonna lose them. a filling <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yes we're not careful hashtag not a sponsor Yeah, but we'd take a sponsorship <laughs> if they were yeah, really out. yeah you're right?
1: twizzlers <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoever it is that makes twizzlers <laughs> whoever their parent company is <laughs> maybe hershey's i think so yeah now i got now i gotta look up yeah
5: continue continue i will look that up
1: yeah dear hershey's we will gladly take a trip to pennsylvania
5: <laughs> i'm literally going to Hershey in like two weeks
1: yeah, well, see, well. there you go yeah. you can get well, them from the uh, source
5: yeah google i said it, it goes to the hersheyland um there website you go for, to look at nice. Hitler, so there you go i was right yeah, they have, have a peach flavor that sounds good
1: hmm well they have all sorts of crazy flavors and twizzers now so anyway
5: Anyway, uh, anyway now
1: that we've made everybody hungry i think in a way i think we're we're subconsciously but also consciously stalling for the ending yes i think so because none of us want to talk about it it's a band-aid that we really don't want to have to touch but we're going to have
4: to rip it off anyway yeah i mean i i I could i could pull up the twizzlers candy
5: frequently asked questions
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is the quality (laughs) content our listeners tune Twister in for
5: Twister-y. when were Twizzler yeah. twist first produced 1929 by young and smiley in lancaster pennsylvania
1: well there you go <laughs> ex oh. pub trivia night you can uh pull yeah. that out of your pocket
4: now now if that turns into an anagram for a zero or or crawley a word oh, <laughs> hmm. yeah oh i'm 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 not that clever to to come up
5: with that on the fly <laughs> how long is the longest Twizzlers twist was a 1200 feet set by set the Guinness Book of World Record the longest piece of licorice candy ever made on July
1: 19th, 1998 wow <laughs> oh that's way more entertaining than the <laughs> and strawberry
5: is the most popular flavor hell yeah mm-hmm. that does not
1: surprise me no Nope. It's more entertaining than the Metatron coming in and and messing up. As much as I love Sir Derek Jacobi,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he's a, a an amazing actor. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, the Metatron, yeah, supposed to be the mouthpiece for God, which yeah, fine, we you know mm-hmm. whatever. That's 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 how it rolled. Although we do hear um you know god god's voice (laughs) a few times usually when she's talking to job uh Uh, so it was that was nice to to hear her voice again um but yeah so the the we we find out that uh because of the feelings of the tangent uh because of the feelings that gabriel and beelzebub uh have created for each other. they come up with a plan um if if something was to to happen and uh it it does they go to the gabriel and the other archangels meet uh to vote uh to try to you know kickstart armageddon again um and gabriel's like nope don't want to do it nope and he's like i'm the supreme archangel so uh my vote trumps all the rest of yours so nope so they're all like well we can't have that because michael especially has a power trip uh an ego um Mm -hmm. that really needs to be put in check uh uh so they are like well fine we're gonna kick you out of heaven and we're gonna wipe your memories um which is what he actually was gabriel was actually prepared for thanks to Beelzebub. so all of his memories go into this little fly that neil somebody, somebody asked on neil's tumbler um uh the fly uh is a about the fly the Elsev gives Gabriel. Was it a paid actor? As in, did you need to train a fly for the scene where it's flying across the room in season two, episode six? Or was that all CGI? Was it a mix of both, perhaps, where there was a real fly on set for some scenes and a CGI or possibly puppeted one? Side note, how did the scenes with the flies in general work? Neil said, All the flies are CGI, every single one of them. Even Rodney the stump fly, he was CGI too. <laughs> The obligatory help me help yeah. me. Yeah. So but yeah, so uh Gabriel's able to hide his memories inside the fly because according to Beals above,
5: it's bigger on the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just hope I just hope no one with a fly swatter gets any ideas.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: I knew
1: that fly was gonna it was like Chekhov's gun. Yep, like when, check when, fly. when yeah when he when gabriel first shows up to the the bookshop with the box once azara fellow retrieves it and he opens it up and there's no, seemingly nothing in the box but then you hear the buzzing of a of a fly and every so often scenes in the bookshop you would just hear the buzzing of a fly flying around and i'm like that is not just any fly. That fly means something. I'm like, I'm like, uh, what's uh-huh. his face in, a, in Close Encounters? <laughs> like, this means something. This is important. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, yeah, the fly. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, so Chekhov's fly finally comes back around. Uh, gives Gabriel all of his memories back, and then he and Beelzebub are reunited. And of course, both sides are like, oh my god. Archangel, Supreme Archangel, and the you know the head Duke of Hell are like in love. Blah, you know this can't happen, and the Metatron is like actually, yeah, can go off to and be happy together. I think they go end up going off to Alpha Centauri with the due to Crowley's suggestion, um, and um, the Metatron uh takes you know fell to to talk angel stuff well crowley puts the bookshelf back together and gets a talking to by maggie and nina um we're like yeah we appreciate the uh all the rom-com attempts at the meat cutes but uh divine like, intervention yeah the yeah. divine intervention was like you know if and when we decide to get together it'll be on our terms um and at the same time, they're like, "Speak to the Zirphil," like you know, it's like pretty much what the you know us and the fandom have been doing since day one. Just like, mm-hmm. "Say what's on your mind and on your heart, Crowley." <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay." So when the Zerophil shows back up, he's all excited, and Crowley's like. Yeah, you know, he's like no. Oh, let me say what i need to say this beautiful scene acted by david Tennant. Yes. Uh, and really the two of them but i mean david just kills this scene with crowley just literally almost literally spilling his his heart out to to zero and just you know how much he he means to him and how he wants them to 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 be together not just to, you know to be together um and uh and was like, well, I've been invited to go to heaven to be take Gabriel's place to be the supreme archangel, and you could come with me, and you can be an angel again, and we'll be all happy. And of course, Crowley is all like, no, I want, I don't want to go back to heaven. He's like, I don't want to go back to hell. I want to have the life we've carved out for ourselves. You know, it's it's that indoctrination that Aziraphel it it's you know he it's you know he's like one of those um well like little toy cars you know that you peel, pull back
2: mm-hmm. to
1: wind it up and uh you know eventually you wind it up enough and you let it go and it just takes off problem is this is Zierfell, heaven is controlling his little toy car and they just keep pulling it back Mm -hmm. and every so often he gets a a little bit you know he escapes a little bit but it's not quite wound up enough so he gets a little bit you know stopping the the apocalypse right uh you know lying lying you know lying about job's children uh you know stuff like you know stuff like that but you know but this is like the big one and he just he can't he can't break free to just finally just just take off and he's you know, I understand where it's taken me some time (laughs) to to come to terms with this. And there's a a Twitter thread that I will have linked in the show notes that someone who is smarter and I guess less emotional than me um over the course of several tweets explains why Azerophil makes the decision that he does. Uh, cause ultimately, uh, you know, Crowley's like, no, I'm not, I know, I don't want to be an angel again. I don't want to go back to heaven. I don't, you know, I don't want heaven or hell. I just want us. Uh And, you know, Aziraphale can't, can't wrap his head around that. And finally, after all these years, we finally get, (laughs) at least for one side, what we've all been hoping for. And that's a kiss but it's one-sided you know Crowley lays Mm a big old fat one on Aziraphale and you can see just Aziraphale struggling you know his his first instinct is to not put like his arms around Crowley and pull him in Mm -hmm. and that is just heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking
0: um could it also be that Aziraphale is just not there yet yeah
1: He's yeah. That at that
0: be. point, Crowley's more ahead of the relationship than there is was oh, yeah.
1: is. uh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Well, I mean, the only figured out that he's in love with Crowley in like the last eighty-ish years, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or, so they um, are also,
0: also at two different stages, I think, when it comes to their yeah. where their headspace is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's or, just you know, for those of, for those of us that have been on this ship for a very long time, to to essentially you know get the kiss and you know Aziraphale's arms are like flailing instead of like you know embracing Crowley it's like and there goes the cannonball into the hull of the ship <laughs> yeah
4: or do you I think, start straight.
1: Ahead. <laughs> yeah
4: or do you think something else is controlling Aziraphale where he can't make no. good on he, the responsive action I, no, I, don't, I think don't think so make, I
1: think um, this is I think this is fully joke. A Zerefel's a choice. Okay, it's it's just he he can't he the the uh, I won't read all the 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 entire thread, but um, the fact that they break apart and all Aziraphel can say to Crowley is "I forgive you," which True. yeah, it's, yeah, I forgot ouch! about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much ouch mm-hmm. and all we get are the closing credits and we see crowley back in the bentley going back to his flat because now that that Shax has been taken care of he can have his apartment back um and aziraphale goes with the metatron and the the right before they get in the elevator to go to heaven the metatron lets you know aziraphale is like oh you know i can do so much good i'm real excited to you know to get to work and Metatron is like, yeah, we've got big plans. It's called the Second Coming, and of course, we're all like, what? "Oh crap!" You know? <laughs> no, no, but no. Even, even is, yeah, because even in Ziraphel, and again, from that moment when the Metatron says the Second Coming, to he they get in the elevator, and the credits are rolling. Crowley is is I mean I mean David Tennant he's still amazing but Crowley he's you know he's in the the Bentley he's got his plants in the back and you can just tell he is just like he's gone he's numb at this point because of what happened you know he's pissed but he's holding it in because I think part of him has gone a little numb but if you watch Michael Sheen's face mm-hmm. he tells you so so much and i don't know how much of it is what neil may have told michael about what the plans are for season 3 so that he can play it correctly and how much of this is maybe just how well michael sheen knows this character he i mean he is a zoolfell mm-hmm. um and the thing is is the this this twitter thread is a realizing that the second coming means the return of jesus christ to earth and you know everything that's you know supposed to be claimed in like the book of revelations and and stuff and you know this is worse than the apocalypse um and The it really means the end of the universe and that includes the end of hell and all of its entities there within and that includes Crowley. That means it's not the end of the world it's the end of everything including Crowley. Permanently. And so the fact that um, his Aziraphale's best bet is to get into a position of power where he can do something. I don't think he knows yet what he's going to try to do, but he knows he has to try something because before, you know, if the apocalypse happened and Aziraphale and Crowley, you know, if Aziraphale had gone with Crowley off to Alpha Centauri or whatever. And away from Earth, they probably would have been fine, because mm-hmm. really it was that part of the universe that would have been affected by the the apocalypse. With the Second Coming, it is everything. There is no place for them to run off to together. Where Crowley will be safe, right? And the if you remember, um, I think it's it when the in in episode five uh or maybe it's the start of episode six when the the bookshop is under attack and crowley does something and uh uh, xerophil says says uh to like nina uh and and maggie like he likes saving me you know essentially something along those lines that like saving me is one of crowley's favorite things to do this is xerophil's opportunity to return the favor as many times as Crowley is saved, Azerophil's hide. You know, from the guillotine just because he went to crepes, you know, yep. from getting destroyed by Nazis. Uh, you know, making sure he doesn't actually shoot him in the head <laughs> doing mm-hmm. that damn damn gun, you know, bullet catching thing. All the times that Crowley has come into Azerophil's life and changed it for the better. I mean, he's the one Crowley's the one that introduced Azerophil to food yeah
0: <laughs> so yeah this might be his way to make it up to to crowley yeah
1: for so time's Azir- and it azirafel, yeah azirafel realizes that this because there there's there's nothing after this if this fails but it, this is this is literally do or die for any potential future he has with crowley and you s- when you think of it that way and you watch michael sheen's face as they're riding on that elevator and how he goes from sad to pissed to Uh pleased with himself like so many range of emotions in just that short time while those those credits are rolling it is and you can kind of see when it locks into place with you know he's mad because he's like the second coming really it's like we stopped y'all from destroying everything the first time around and now you're wanting to bring the son of god into this you know and destroy not just earth but like the entire universe and and then you know he's sad because he realizes what that could mean for crowley and his existence but then he looks kind of happy like no i can do this i can this is my chance to save crowley and repay him for every time that he has saved me and in the <laughs> process, that means we can be together.
0: So maybe uh, Xerophil is being more pragmatic at this point.
1: I think so. I mean, when he first comes, in, comes to tell Crowley about the, the job offer, you know, it, it's more your stereotypical Xerophil where he's like, I can do good! You know, which in a Xerophil's land is, you know, I can do I can create puppies and flowers and rainbows and all the, you know, all the happy stuff, you know. I can... You know, get Michael off of their power trip and do all these wonderful things. You know, for for the universe as the the supreme archangel. But when he finds out that it's the second coming is what they're playing, that what they're working towards, that changes everything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm still pissed that Aziraphale and Crowley do not end up together at the end of this season. (laughs)
0: Same here, that even a- though even though I felt it did very much feel like a middle chapter, this was not yeah. the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that is that that and and being with the fandom and reading their comments and their fan theories on you know Twitter and Instagram and saying their questions to Neil on his Tumblr. If you're not following Neil, you don't have to be on Tumblr actually to be able to to read. questions and neil's answers there are several uh twitter fan accounts that handle that that they will post those on on twitter so if you're x (laughs) it's gonna be twitter um uh so you know if you're a twitter user you can follow us. i think the i think the good omens fan page i'm on too sometimes will post them as well um and also neil's facebook page um so there's lots of places that you can see Neil's, uh, you know, question uh, answers to questions. And there were lots of, you know, some were just passionate, like, why, you know, <laughs> like, why would you do this to this? And, and Neil is, as essentially said that he, the this was the plan the entire time. This is really planned to be like a three act structure. So this is, this is the middle part. This is where, you know in traditional three act stories plays whatever shit gets real in the in the second act and in the third act that's when the action the reaction to shit getting real occurs and in theory you know our our hero whoever that is you know saves the day and we end up with a happy ending yeah, you get
0: your resolution ultimately. You assume. get your
1: resolution. And maybe not necessarily happy ending, but <laughs> we're all hoping for a, a, a happy ending. Um uh, you know, and of course, you know, Neil is not going to play his hand. Um, especially this this far out from whenever we're gonna get season three. Um, but he you he referred he referred to this as the quiet and romantic jam in the apocalypse sandwich.
0: There you go. Yep. So, so, uh, so there's a, a piece of bread missing there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The top slice is missing or the bottom slice, according to whichever way you're making your sandwich.
1: Yeah. But yeah, the season three, the plot is set. Um, the very first episode and the end of the last episode are written. Uh, according to neil the rest is plotted the overall story he and terry figured it out all the way back in 1989 and then the ending was decided by him and terry in 2006 um he did say i'm not promising you'll like it or even that will it will be any good but it's not going to change (laughs) that's the that's the only caveat there (laughs) So, well this is
5: the end, then uh he just puts it out and be like, Hey, there it is, and love it or hate
1: it, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the at this point we're we're kind of stuck in a in a holding pattern. I mean, we would be waiting even without the strikes, because, yeah. you know, obviously uh everyone that works on, on good omens has other jobs to do. Um mm-hmm. yeah. You know uh but um but yeah with the with the i think i think i posted it in our in our facebook chat that it, it, one of neil's answers i think to somebody's question about when we could potentially see season 3 he said 2026 <laughs> which seems but, so far from now but it's only 3 mm-hmm. years yeah right yeah, yeah. and depends on what part of 2026 I mean, if you think about
0: it, we had a four year gap between season one and season two.
1: I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. It's just, see, it's like, it's, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. It didn't seem like that was that long, which, considering we had the pandemic in the middle of that, you would think it would have felt longer. So, I, you know, time does mean, time means nothing to me now, really. Uh, I, this, I, will, point, I will so. say this.
5: I will say this. Uh, a few days ago, I was of looking through some old journal entries just looking for something specific and I had to look back at some stuff that was right after Alex was born and I was like oh I remember writing this, it wasn't that long ago, Alex just started first grade, he just turned mm-hmm. six so yeah time time is just rushing by, I swear mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. three years is mm-hmm. it'll be fine
0: but yeah. yeah, I mean, three years between pre- technically between season one and season two, so it makes sense to take another three years to do season three.
1: Yeah, because it, it's a it's a lot of that is the post production, because exactly. it is so visual effects heavy. Yeah,
0: and um, like you said, Rachel, they, 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 I guess everybody everybody's also got other things, other projects to take care of. Heck, we're still waiting on season two of Sandman from Neil Gaiman as well, Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. amongst other things.
1: Yep. 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 So there's, there's, you know, will be, it, it's going to be a bit of a wait, you know, even don't once they don't uh, get
5: too antsy just yet.
1: Yeah. Even once the, uh, the, 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 the strikes, you know, reach some sort of resolution eventually, you know, it'll happen when it needs to, when it's supposed to happen. Um, but it's, you know, it's not like we can't go back and watch the first two seasons. Although mm-hmm. at this point, I, you know, I, i've been sitting on it uh as a you know uh, a a visual um happy pill after after this and reliving all this i have staged season three still waiting for me to watch (laughs) uh
4: scene it's like oh yeah uh, stage that's a thing (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and also i don't know if this is a positive or a negative thing to say but look at least we have a season three to hopefully look forward to because once season three comes that'll probably be the end of it
1: oh yeah that's yeah that's what i'm
0: saying so at least we have more good omens to look forward to once season three is it that might be the end for this show
1: yeah yeah it, it will be i mean there's always uh potentially the opportunity for little surprises every now and then look at like we got the little um uh, thing during the the pandemic uh which was oh, just the, the mini so yeah the minute little mini so during the pandemic where you know david and, and michael you know it's just their voices but you know some them, them talking on the phone you know during the lockdown um so and then just you know david and michael being friends yeah thankfully that bromance will have us to carry us over for the rest of our lives so mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly
0: i mean look and then you know i mean i don't get too too ahead of ourselves of course but i guess then you know if season three is then the conclusive one depending on how it ends of course because it might be even worse than this one it might be even more heartbreaking i don't know but maybe then leave it to where it is and you know, and don't you know, make a million seasons where then it really gets bad, like yeah. often happens yeah. with certain TV shows, where it's like you could have stopped at season four, but you decide to give us five other seasons, and it was rubbish.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. that, been yep. there, done that, and we're all just... looking at you once upon a time. <laughs>
5: yep, uh, or
0: Arrow, uh-huh. or Tony, all the yep. CW yep. shows. Take your mm-hmm. pick. Yeah,
5: all they want—it's like you know, tell your story and be done. Like Once Upon a Time was great. And then it yep. just kind of kept going and going, and that's the worst, in my opinion. That's the worst thing for a show to do is just be like, "Okay, we're just gonna hang around. We've already told all the all the stories that we had ideas for, but the network still wants us, so here you go." And it's like, "Oh, please don't, please don't do mm. this anymore."
0: The BBC okay. tends to be be better than that, better in that sense compared to, I guess, American commercial TV, where they're like. We're gonna give you two, three seasons at most, and that's it. Whereas you look at um, you know, mainstream American TV shows, they will go on five, yeah. six, seven, twenty seasons. Usually well,
5: I think that that's more network TV, the ones like the you know, your your ABC, your NBC, your CBS. I think streaming has gotten us away from that a lot just because they can do more with less. Or, you know, they try to do tell more story with with fewer episodes or you know the showrunner or whoever's pitching it's like okay, hey, this is how much story we have and this is how much we're gonna do and then we're then we're good or you know netflix like people give netflix crap for like oh you canceled this show too soon and it's like did they really i, I don't think so i mean unless so the show was it, not
0: canceled you know if that's where they wanted yeah. it to end fair enough or, if yeah. it got canceled mid-story then yeah you have yeah. the right to be angry
5: yeah, I, I, well, I mean, jeez, Netflix had so they were like green lighting stuff left and right, and who knows, um, but yeah, they they kind of tend to just say, okay, this is it, we're done, and so which I, is how I think, it
0: should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I,
5: and I, I agree, and and also I think some some cable. Is, it's funny, I was watching a video about like cable and network TV and how and streaming, and I was watching this earlier. It was kind of entertaining. And a good, a good kind of peek behind the curtain, but it was just kind of going on about how, like, you know, why did networks do what, what streamer, what cable and streamers did so well? And it's just because they get stuck in their ways and they get stuck in a mode and there's like, nope, this is how we've always done it. And then they get, they get laughed by everybody else because somebody else came up with something that worked better. And they're like, why isn't anybody watching our shows? I wonder. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you, 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 you all better hope that the that the sports leagues don't uh, don't completely go to go to go to streaming services because that's about all
4: you guys still have.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, exactly. I mean mm-hmm. I would love another season of of Sherlock. I doubt we're getting it, but I think maybe it's right. better that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah. leave and- you wanting more rather than oh my oh this show has kind of overstayed its welcome. Yeah.
5: yeah. And, and and you know, if you did get that one more, how many shows have come come back, quote unquote come back after years and years, and you're like, Oh, this isn't what I remember. This Looking mm-hmm. at you, Dexter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so so sometimes sometimes it is it's okay to, to bow out gracefully than to to than to keep the corpse alive weekend at Bernie's style. It's like, nah, yeah. no.
0: As my mom at, says, at, leave the party one, laughing. That's why
1: should not be drug, yeah. uh, dug up.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. You know, as my mom says, leave the party laughing. You know? Exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah.
5: And I, I, I agree. So, awesome. Yeah. Or not awesome, given yeah. how
1: agonized <laughs> some of you seem to be. We're still not okay. I feel a little better, though. Finally You're getting to... Into finally getting to be able to talk it out so anybody go. else God. have any have anything else any final
5: what? parting words
1: parting well, thoughts i i will say
0: you know three years go by in the blink of an eye as, as even chrissy was alluding to i see it even with my niece i can't believe she's two already which is insane and she's not even my oh, kid geez. but she's my niece <laughs> and like oh you know how much you've grown, it's insane. But at the same time, I do hope that the, as I mentioned before, the success of this show will bring you know creative folks like Neil Gaiman and such to bring us you know new shows that we've never seen before. Once again, mm-hmm. I'm going to die on the hill of Discworld finally getting the the TV show version it deserves. I <laughs> mean, rather than re reha- rather than rehash material, there's so much great stuff out there, and we have the The technology we have these days, we can bring these stories to life and do them right. So mm-hmm. that's why my my, should say pet peeve with entertainment today is yep. rather than keep going back to the same well, bring out stuff that you've never done before. See what happens. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and yeah, I, I mean,
0: been,
5: and, and really, screaming that yeah. for the last five years
1: at yeah. least. Yeah, I mean, and it's and, and yeah. With I mean, with the technology, it really I don't think there's really a whole lot that can't be at least visually adapted it may not be good but there's not there's just about I don't think there's just about anything that can't be adapted these days I mean it's it's been over 20 years since Peter Jackson did Lord of the Rings and those were not supposed to be adaptable so yeah Mm -hmm. if if you can do Lord of the Rings you should be able to do, do something like Discworld oh yeah Agreed. Oh,
5: I, I recently I recently rewatched Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, guys.
4: That, that was made
5: in ninety three.
4: Yeah, what is that?
5: Thirty years now. Yep, mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. really oh, much. Yep. Up. brilliantly. So mm-hmm. yeah, as long as you give, uh, you know, your VFX or your your special effects team enough time and enough, you know, and, and don't and enough money. Around and enough mm-hmm. money <laughs> And and don't sit there and be like, oh, you finished a scene. Yeah, throw it out. We're gonna do something completely different. As reportedly has been happening. Yeah, more freedom to
0: the creators than to the studio execs. It's the yeah, suits that yeah, tend to stop, mess stuff up.
5: Stop get the suits out of the kitchen and let the cooks yep. cook.
0: That's mm-hmm. exactly it. That, yeah, because yeah. those they're the ones who care about these shows. That's I think the winning the winning recipe is that is is you know great visual effects, and people who do care about what the the show they're making yeah. and it's not just if, oh, if
5: you let if you let the creatives do their thing, studios, you will make your money do not do not get your little fingers in the pie. you don't which, know what you're doing. Stop which it. has
0: been the problem with d c for the past ten, fifteen years <laughs> but we yes. won't we won't open that can of worms tonight.:
5: no, no we won't. But it, 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 it's been it's been a topic of conversation even before the strike started. I, I
0: oh, yes. Yeah.
5: But, you know, you're talking about like, hey, we want it. We want to do these fantastical, uh, you know, series is a TV show. We have the technology and it's like, yeah, you just need certain people to get out of the way and let and let the, the technological wizards work their magic.
0: You're good you, with money. You, do you, that. You
1: not you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're
2: good
1: at selling advertising. Underneath the couch cushions, and let's let's do this thing.
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: exactly.
1: And just and trust your people. Come on. Anyway, uh,
5: now now that now that that soapbox soapbox has been exhausted, and I know nobody who needs to hear it will listen, but
2: makes people better. Anyway, you will be surprised.
5: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, our listeners to our listeners who are listening, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have anything you want to chime in about, good omens or any of the news things we talked about earlier, or any of our other show topics, past, present. Well, I don't know how you'd write about future ones, but there you go. Um, oh, you yeah, know, if you if you are traveling through the future, let me know who won the Super Bowl so I can put place a place a small. Something, something on that. <laughs> uh, well, we know it uh, won't be
1: Tom Brady, so. Yeah.
5: Oh, thank goodness for that. I'm so tired of <laughs> Don't get me on that either. Uh, uh, so, anyway, send us some feedback. That's what I'm trying to say. Send us some feedback about anything we've talked about. And our email address is fangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is the com. To find links to all of our social media places, you can comment, rate, review, like, subscribe—all of that, all of that good stuff—that helps you find us, helps us get connected. And uh, any comments you leave on, like our YouTube channel or our Facebook page or wherever, uh, we we treat those as fa- as a feedback as well. So you're welcome, welcome to that as well. And if you find yourself in the position and you are willing to help us. support, support us financially we do have a patreon we also have a merch store which has got some fun designs on bags and t-shirts and stickers and stuff like that so check that out and of course we thank you for your support for your comments your feedback any way that uh, you interact with us uh, we're just glad that you're you're here listening to us waffle about twizzlers instead of ripping <laughs> the band-aid off <laughs> Seriously, I I I would have I would have just kept reading, uh, just to, to 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 prolong the inevitable. Maybe maybe, maybe
1: so. It's it's I'll uh we'll put the link to that in the show notes. So the you know <laughs> bathroom reading. You know you find yourself.
4: Uh, <gasps> or or if we need to come back, the we on your phone. topic. Yeah. It's <laughs> like
5: hey, we're 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 in a we're we're having. Here, there it is. I'm going to drop it in our little chat.
1: Here. Yeah. Well, Say, depending on <laughs> how long later? these strikes go, we might have to start getting creative. So,
5: <laughs> well, we'll review. We'll review the different flavors of Twizzlers. We yeah. can become good mythical morning or something. Yeah. <laughs> really.
1: <laughs> oh, bye. So oh. yeah. Definitely make sure you're following the social medias because uh, I will be at Indie Popcorn this weekend. So. Uh, I will have a table in the vendor hall, which looking at the map, uh, it looks like I'm going to be like smack dab in the middle of all the madness. Um, nice. So that's good, I guess. it um, also means I'm the furthest distance away from all bathrooms, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it's equidistant. So that's, that's good, I guess. Um, and I will have, uh, of course, uh business cards and uh the Duff Door will be there for booth security. Um along with uh goodie stickers for the kiddos. Uh we have one more game fun and games bundled to raffle off to help raise funds for our nonprofit. So that's exciting. Especially because mm-hmm. we just got some fresh stuff when I was at chipcon mm-hmm. um, So I have to decide how I'm going to divvy that out because I am also doing Name That Geeky Tune.
2: That's right. Uh,
1: as a panel, so and I would highly recommend. <laughs> I did uh, make a little uh, graphic to po- I will post that on the social medias in the next couple of days. The my panel schedule, um, the dates and times should remain the same however the room what well, at least one of them the room has changed like twice so i would check like day of on the website for the most up-to-date schedules to, uh to know what room <laughs> i'm gonna be in <laughs> So but I'm doing uh your local library more than just books on Friday. Um and then doing Name That Geeky Tune on Saturday uh late in the afternoon. Um and um I've got uh and Name That Geeky Tune um is going to have a special popcorn twist to it since popcorn is celebrating their 10th anniversary so um yeah potential contestants you might want to familiarize yourself with um past and current popcorn guests Oh, celebrity just guests saying. just saying so and the and, and more specifically some of the thing, the uh, things they're associated with, <laughs> so shows, movies, and/or video games that they may or may be associated with that I may be pulling music clips from. So, but I'm excited to do that this weekend as well, and also to see all my friends, um, and also. Collect some more celebrity autographs and uh, some photo ops, too. So that's rather exciting. Add to my Marvel collection with Sean Gunn and Michael Rooker. I'm excited. And James mm-hmm. Marsters. I have a, yeah, I yeah. came up. With, I was, I try trying decide what I wanted what to do for James Marsters, um, especially for our photo op. Uh-huh. Um, and I came, I came up with something rather Ooh. funny. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. So <laughs> I'm actually mm. going to Kinko's at some point this week. But yeah, man, now
4: you got me thinking what you could be doing based on what you did. Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, social media's. If you aren't going to be a popo, if you are going to be a popcon, come by and see me. Come to the panels. Should be a good time. Nick, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank oh, you, Oh, thank As you always. very much. Absolutely.
0: It was delightful. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate
1: it. Uh, this, unlike others, the, this therapy session was free. Uh, so.
0: <laughs> Appreciate the closure. Thank you very much.
5: Yes. <laughs> happy, happy to be, happy to be a therapy session. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. it was sorely so, needed by you, you me
1: yeah yeah and of course you can find dj nick at uh all the things so gold standard and the happiness and darkness and uh i have our uh, whiskey and cigarettes that's a country reckon, show yeah. he does so uh, find us in our sports ball chat whenever Intu is playing <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: And I was giving the rundown of the Packer game that night too.
4: Yeah, so things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there
0: is there is a lot going on,
4: indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, There is.
5: I, I hear. I hear. Jordan Love is looking good, Holly. Oh yes,
4: oh, yes, he's looking good.
5: I'm excited. I'm so happy for him because mm-hmm. he's been, he's been through some crap and oh yeah, uh, like I said before, he went to my alma mater. He was great during his, his college years there and having him dragged into all the drama I was not happy but I'm glad he's getting a, a, a decent shot and I'm glad yep. Packers fans seem to be embracing him so I'm like Boy, yay in yes. my heart Hmm.
1: Yeah. so oh, alright well let's call this uh, therapy session closed and
3: uh, <laughs> our time <laughs> is check, up our time <laughs> is up,
1: our insurance will not cover anymore, so let's <laughs> sign off for this week. This is Brittany Boda saying
5: goodnight. This is
1: Chrissy, saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin, saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm gonna go put a record on my record player. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit the 5 for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit Fangirls Give Back. We love our five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.